Hey everyone, what's going on? I'm Mike Fancher and welcome to this episode of the MindFit Method Podcast. All right, so I hope you liked last week's episode. Uh, we kind of finished off the three taglines of the new book, The Dopamine Intervention. Uh, but this week, I kind of wanted to talk about the precursor because everywhere I look today, we keep seeing the same things on all the memes, on all the podcasts that people are talking about. We hear about setting goals, achieving your dreams, you know, pushing for a higher level, become a better version of yourself, all of these things, you know, improve your mindset, all of these things. Um, now, here's something interesting. What is the single driving force of being successful in all of those things? Now, arguably, the answer to that is consistency. Uh, consistency is something if you're doing something consistently, even if it's in small doses, you are going to see uh, incremental results because of that. And I agree with that fact, but how in this world where we are full of distractions, we are full of you know just things everywhere that, that take our attention, that take our time, that take our money, that lead us off the wrong path, how do we stay consistent? And I want to use this example for a minute because if you look at you know, uh, a health and fitness program, right? It's a straight line, right? It's honestly, in the end, it's a straight line. Stay consistent with, you know, good workouts. Uh, stay consistent with your nutrition. Um, don't eat things that are, are bad for you. Keep your calories in check. All of that, right? It's a very straight line in the end. The world and society, and especially the fitness industry, has complicated it to a point where it looks like it's this massive roller coaster in front of us when it's not. But every time we don't stay consistent, what happens, right? What do we say? We say, oh, I went off the path. I went off of this. I couldn't you know, stay on the track or the diet or whatever it was that I was trying to do. And why is that? Why did we not stay consistent? And that's what I want to talk about today because consistency is king. I have no doubt about that. I've seen it in my own life. I've seen it in people that are successful. I've seen it in people around me. I've seen it in clients that I have trained over the years. But there is a precursor. There's literally a catalyst to consistency. And that catalyst, if you can master it or even get close to mastering it, you will have results beyond your wildest dreams. And that catalyst is the superpower. It's literally a superpower, and it's called impulse control. Now, think about this for a minute. Let's go back to the example we were talking about a second ago. If you are on your path, and that path can be anything. That path can be to, you know, building your own business. It can be to, yes, fitness and exercise and health. It can be to, you know, removing yourself from a bad situation. Uh, it could be drugs, it could be alcohol, something to that extent. There's so many paths that we start, we try to go on, we see that mountain in front of us and we say, okay, I am going to walk this path, I'm going to stay on it, I'm going to be consistent. And then what happens? Something captures our attention, right? Those are those shiny objects. And shiny objects aren't always shiny. If you're on a health and fitness plan, a shiny object may be a grande mocha at Starbucks, right? Where we just couldn't control ourselves, i.e. we didn't have impulse control. We couldn't keep ourselves in check and we acted on the impulse. We acted on that shiny object. Same thing if you're building a business. For all of you entrepreneurs that are out there, when you're building a business, you start doing one thing and then you start doing another. I am a huge culprit of this 
right? And what I've learned over the years, I believe this episode as I'm recording this right now is the 45th episode of the MindFit Method podcast, which is amazing. We're, you know, getting to the point where I have 40,000 listens. It's just, it's incredible. But those 40,000 listens and the growth of the podcast over time did not come because I did one amazing episode or, you know, I had a guest on that was just fantastic. It has grown because of consistency over time. Some days, some weeks it grows a lot more than others. Some weeks it doesn't grow at all. And what really is key is regardless of, of what you're doing, you have to keep doing it. If you notice that it's not working at all, well, then obviously you need to pivot. But what happens is we pivot because of shiny objects. And sometimes those pivots are things, again, like in business, when, oh, maybe I'm not doing this right, I need to do this, but we didn't even give the thing that we were doing initially a chance to prove itself as to whether it was going to be effective or not. We start something because starting something is exciting right? It is so fun to start something. Um, All of a sudden, you get all excited. You get motivated. You're inspired. You can't wait to start seeing results. You initiate the thing that you want to do, but that isn't where the power comes in. That isn't where we really start to make progress towards our goals. That is where you know, we're excited, but that excitement, that motivation, that inspiration, that wears off really fast. And it's like we're walking along. We're trying to do what we want to do. And all of a sudden, bam, Life gets in the way. Something occurs that we are just not able to handle. And sometimes those things are big things, but sometimes those things are tiny little micro decisions, right? They're little things that we do that have an incredible impact and they literally derail our path. Imagine if you literally have to walk from point A to point B, but during that walk of point A, and it is a straight line. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, what's this path over here? I'm going to go walk this. Oh, what is this little trail over here? I'm going to go walk this. You're not going to get to your path the way you think you are. You're not going to get to that ending. So you really have to pay attention to those things. And it all comes down to impulse control. One thing to remember about impulse control is that it is something we all grapple with to a varying degree, right? We've all experienced those moments when we succumb to that irresistible urge of immediate gratification. We always go back to that, right? We live in this world today of immediate gratification, but those that can delay gratification are those that are going to be the most successful. But today, that immediate gratification, it can be, you know, devouring some amazing chocolate cake or impulsively buying that shiny new object or that shiny new gadget that's on Instagram. But What if I told you truly, and think about this for a minute, that developing impulse control is a superpower? So let's be clear as what exactly is impulse control. Essentially, it's the ability to resist impulsive urges or desires and really make deliberate, rational, logical decisions instead that are kind of planned out. And really, it involves pausing reflecting, considering the potential consequence for the action before you act on the impulse, which really means you are fostering your own self-discipline. You're harnessing the power of your mind. You're resetting your mindset to make choices that align with your long-term goals and that align with your long-term values and what you're trying to achieve. And in today's world especially, impulse control is a vital skill 
It's so vital because today is moving so fast. We live in this super fast-paced world today, and instant gratification is literally a click away. It's a stop away. It doesn't matter if it's fast food. It doesn't matter if you want to buy something. It doesn't matter if you want to buy a new course because you suddenly think that you're not running your business correctly, and then all of a sudden you buy a new tool so that you can start to generate leads better, whatever it may be. And it, But it empowers us to literally overcome the immediate temptations that we get and make choices that lead to both personal and to professional successes, right? It's about shifting that mindset from short-term satisfaction, as in I want it now, to long-term fulfillment and what we're going to get in the end if we stay the course and do the things that we know we need to do in order to achieve our goals. But honestly, impulse control, it's, it's not just about resisting immediate pleasures. It also allows us to really manage our emotions effectively because so many of the decisions we make and the actions that we take are based on emotions. And we have to really think about responding thoughtfully to the challenging situations, maintaining a healthy relationship with whatever it is we are battling. Isn't that a crazy thought for a minute? How do you maintain a healthy relationship with what you're battling? That's, that makes the whole idea of, you know, my enemies or my friends, something like that. You have to think of it that way. If you're battling, uh, you know, an addiction to chocolate cake, right? And me and chocolate cake get along very, very well. Um, the chocolate cake does not get along well with my midsection. But anyway, if you have to manage those relationships and understand, okay, this is what the chocolate cake wants me to do. It literally wants me to eat it. But I have to make the decision. I'm on a path right now and I need to make a decision to stay away from it. And then how do we go about doing that? So when we gain the ability to regulate our impulses, our thoughts, our actions, it winds up leading to increased emotional intelligence. We start understanding a better how our own emotions work and an overall improval uh, in our, our well-being. And, you know, impulse control, it, it allows us to literally take charge of our lives. This way, we're not constantly being driven by fleeting desires. You know, I talked so much about this in the book, The Dopamine Intervention, but dopamine is running our world today and companies know how to do it. They know that if they can trigger your dopamine releases, you are going to either initiate something um, with them, you're going to continue doing something with them, you're going to go back to doing something with them. It's literally a, it's a manipulation method. And we have to realize, when you start to realize, okay, they're trying, and by they, I mean companies, uh, products, gadgets, courses, anything that is going to take our time, our money, or take us off the path that we are trying to stay on in order to reach our goal, anytime it is going to take any of those things away from us, that is what they are. That's that's they. Because literally, you know, today it's like we have an easy button, right? We just want to hit that Staples easy button, if you remember those advertisements, and boom, something is fixed, something is great, we're all, we're all set. And if we want this superpower of impulse control, and it is a superpower that allows us to navigate all of the challenges that life is going to throw at us, the obstacles that life is going to throw us. It allows us to start to control them with a bit of resilience, with you know, even a form of grace, right? We're, we're approaching these from a much better situation than constantly throwing us, throwing ourselves into chaos 
um, every time something comes up and we can't handle it. So the question then becomes, how do you cultivate a superpower of impulse control? And in the end, that journey begins with self-awareness. By observing your thoughts, your emotions, your actions, you can start to identify patterns and triggers that wind up leading you to impulsive behavior. So yes, there are things you can do like journaling, you can do mindfulness practices, you can do meditation. Those are things that work very well. But controlling your environment is also key. And if you've read um, uh, the book Atomic Habits, which is an unbelievable book, um, they talk about essentially creating, or James Clear, the author, talks about microhabits. And what is a microhabit? A microhabit is something that is going to allow you to actually do, it's something that you do that is going to allow you to do the habit that you really want to do. And the simplest one that I always like is, you know, you get home from work, you have every intention of working out after you're home from work, but you're tired, you got a bunch of other things to do, so you go home, you change into some comfy clothes, right? Changing the comfy clothes, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I am not going back upstairs to change my clothes again to work out. Instead of coming home, and what do you do? Put on your gym clothes the second you get home. It sounds stupid, right? But that is a micro habit. You're doing something ahead of time to prepare yourself for doing the habit that you actually want to do. And Once you understand the things that trigger you, the things that cause you to, to go down the path or to take that right or left turn off the path that you don't want to go off of, when you understand those triggers, you can start to create your strategies to manage them effectively. You can start to think about, okay, what are the micro habits I need to do to make sure that I get this done? And a lot of it is, you know, how do you create a pause between your impulse and your action? And what are you implementing from a decision-making standpoint that includes considering the long-term consequences and how do you find either a healthy alternative or a more productive alternative to satisfy the need that you are trying to satisfy at that moment. Part of it comes with surround yourself with a supportive community that can, I mean, it's instrumental in really strengthening our own impulse control. Think about this for a minute. If you get a, if you have a doctor's appointment and your doctor says to you, look, if you don't lose 50 pounds in the next three months, you have a very good chance of dying, right? That is often, death seems to be this one trigger that all of a sudden we're like, oh my gosh, I need to do this. I need to get serious, whatever it is. So if you do that and the doctor says to you, okay, if you don't do this, you you are going to die. And then you go home and your entire family continues to make really terrible food decisions, activity decisions, exercise decisions, whatever it is that community is going to lead you down the path of failure. So for me, if chocolate cake is the thing that really gets me, like I can't have it in the house without eating it, then I need to make sure that I'm not buying it, but I also need to ask to make sure that no one else is doing it. And you might say, oh, well, that's so selfish because you don't want to you know, be restrictive of others because of what you're trying to achieve. But in the end, is chocolate cake good for anybody? It's really not, right? It's actually terrible for you. It's full of sugar and it's full of wheat. And regardless of the new plant-based world that we live in today, where everyone is saying, oh, you just need to eat plant-based foods, our bodies were not made to eat the plant-based foods 
or to specifically eat wheat because of the lectin that's inside of it. So it's really not good for you to begin with, right? So think about that for a minute. If you have an environment where suddenly the thing that triggers you to go off of your path, in this case, chocolate cake, is no longer there, you have a much smaller chance of going off your path. So surrounding yourself with that supportive community is really important. And work with people to help you stay accountable, right? There's a guy, and I forget who does this. Um, he's a podcaster. Uh, he's, a, he's a big uh, like self-help guru guy. But he puts things out and he holds himself accountable in a very unique way. And it almost seems punishing. But what he essentially does is one of his things is he has to get out of bed within 10 minutes of waking up. And if he doesn't do that, um, he does not praise himself in any way. He gives himself that little side punch into his rib cage to say, you know, you didn't do what you said you were going to do. But then he holds himself as himself accountable because he has, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers on social media. And he actually posts on social media, I failed today. I did not do what I said I was going to do. So that alone could be a very driving force, right? To say, oh, you know what? I do not want to have to put out to my community or my followers or anything of the people around me that I'm not doing the things that I said I was going to do. So it's inspiration for me. It drives me to actually making sure that I'm doing the things that I want to do. So having those accountability partners are a great way to help you in your personal growth and really provide valuable support and encouragement along the way. And finally, one of the other things you can do is go into this journey with a little bit of self-compassion and understand there are going to be times when you do fail. There's going to be times when you do make mistakes. It's not going to be 100% perfect. But think of this. If you're trying again and again from point A to point B, it's a straight line in front of you. Whether it's flat, whether there's a mountain, whatever it is, it's a straight line. And you only turn off the main path two or three times versus turning off the main path 30 or 40 times, do you think you're going to get to your end goal faster? You 100% are. Derailing, you know, I used to hear people say all the time, oh, I fell off my diet this weekend. You didn't fall off your diet. You had a bad day. You made some, you know, decisions. You could not control your impulses. You made the decisions that may not have aligned with your goal. It didn't derail you, Right. Today's already a new day. Restart that day. I said this in the last podcast episode. I think this is my new favorite quote. Today is the perfect opportunity to not make the same mistake that you made yesterday. I love that quote. So good. Think about that on a daily basis. So if you do make that mistake, if you do fall off the path, it's okay. But what you want to do is choose when and how to indulge if you need to. And then ensure that your choices align in the end with your long-term aspirations, your dreams, your goals, and your well-being. Make sure you're doing things that you need to do for you. It's important. Make it happen. You can do this. Doubt that you can harness the power of impulse control, which is a superpower. It is an un it's just it's a superpower that's like locked inside of us. If you can embrace the pause. The pause is before you actually go and act on that impulse, before I walk up and grab that piece of cake. And every time I talk about chocolate cake, I think about the uh, movie, the Pixar movie, The Incredibles, because at one point you see Mr. Incredible, he walks into his house, it's late at night, 
And he's kind of sneaking around because he doesn't want his wife to know that he's been doing like, you know, some superhero work on the side when he's not supposed to anymore. But he walks in, he grabs this huge chunk of cake out of a cake bin and just, you know, shoving it in his mouth with his, you know, it's just all over his hand. Doesn't even use a plate or a fork or anything. And his wife turns the light on and he's like, oh man, I'm totally burned. You know, so harness that power of that impulse control. Unlock that inner superpower. Embrace that pause. Make the mindful choices. Think about what you're doing before you actually do it so that you can create that life that you want that truly reflects your values, your aspirations, your dreams, your goals. Be the person that you so want to be. I know you can do it. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you would like me to come to your school or your town to talk more about the MindFit method and staying driven, reach out to us on MindFitUSA.com. And until next time.